I know my parents love me. Stand behind me, tell what they I know now that I'm ready. Yeah. For finally had to say, different world. Ooh, ooh. Yes, it is now. Yeah. Uh huh. It is a chance to make it. Boom. If we focus on our goal, you can do it. We can change. That you've been told it's a different world. Hey, it's a different world. Where you gone from? And welcome. Come out. Welcome. Welcome to another episode. Damn it, people. Of reality, the podcast. Uh, I, I, I'm Tammy. <laughs> I am just Shay all day. Listen. <sighs> to my neighbors, while I know I'm probably very loud, especially when I'm recording and or drunk and high at the same time. But that's every night. That's the point. How about recording and drunk and high at the same time? How oh, are you doing? Oh, it's going to be one of those nights because I'm not ready to take my edible too. But to my neighbors, can we just when I work my regular job, it's usually from like eight thirty to like five. Please don't be bumping a you girl let it tight up shirt. Make mm-hmm. the head swell to me, but vessel verse. Please yeah, don't yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Hey, you girl, not it tight up blows. Make it head stand in the Hey, you girl, not it jeans. Look what I mean. See, see what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. You've heard it. Meanwhile, I got my neighbor, and I don't know what health class she was in today, oh, yeah. but I heard her yell. <laughs> you going to mess around and turn around and be a freshman in high school when you and your baby going to be going to the second grade. I said, wait, wait a minute. What is happening? second grade? That's a six or seven-year-old. High school? You mean you, they popping about eight and nine? Child. Look, this here. Look here. This too much. That's all I, can't, I can't do it. I'm sick of it. Too, much. Too much. Um, well, uh, did you have anything other thing else? Other thing else? I don't know what other thing else is, but I started back school this <laughs> week. How's that working out for you? It's not. It's just oh. poor thing. <laughs> I already spend too much time looking at the computer. So this is just like added computer time. It's just giving me like a chronic headache. But it's getting better. And by getting better, like I got one baby who I wasn't sure I was going to be able to work with because he's sweet and he got a little soft voice and quiet as all get out. But boy, him don't know how to do nothing. Oh, God bless him. And this week, he learned how to turn in an assignment. And this sucker done turned in about 100 of them. All I got to do is teach him how to do the assignment first, and we're going to be cooking with oil. <laughs> Wait a minute. So let me get this straight. Say, um, He turned in the assignment. He just didn't do it? No, no, he didn't do it. 
But isn't the point of turning it in to to, to say that you did it? I will take my W's however they come. <laughs> I didn't think he would ever get to the point that he could turn in an assignment. So the fact that he didn't figure that part oh, out, that oh baby. man, that means you didn't figure out how to use that finger, point and click. Oh, we about to get down. Now I know that you know how to point and click. Oh. I just got to talk to his brother who be putting him on the computer. I need you and me. We got to work together. I need you to set up his bookmark line so that he can point and click at all the stuff I need him to point and click at. And then I'm a, we're going to be cool because he done learned point and click. I'm over here making miracles happen because uh, I talked to his last teacher and she was like, hmm. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, at least this little brother, uh, this big brother that's setting him up on the uh, on the interwebs to be able to, uh, you know, enjoy the, the, the fine teaching styles of Dr. Shady Shay um, isn't like another one that has been in the news. So let's get to the trash. I don't even segue. want to talk about that shit. I don't even want to talk about that shit because that shit devastated me because that could be me. Like, you can't... I, okay, for those that of could, you that have that been could under be a me. rock, um, this has been all over the internets and the Facebooks and Al Gore's internet. Um, allegedly, um, there was... Ain't no alleged. They got video. I know, I have to say And alleged. he admitted. I have to he, say... He confessed. I was not there, so you have to say alleged, okay? Fine, allegedly. Allegedly, um, there was a young person who um, had his brother, was it a brother or a sister? Mm. Had his sibling um, giving him oral um, fixation on the camera while this said student was doing e-learning. And the teacher reported it, of course, and the young person went to jail. I'm trying not to call him the first thing that comes to my head. Dumbass. Oh, I was saying fuck nigga, but you know, even fuck niggas nah, are better he's than not that. even a fuck nigga. He even is a dumbass. I heard, I heard that they got him into prison, though. Oh, they got him into big people prison? They put him in the prison and put him in the pen with the BDs, and the BDs done already handled that. Well, he in the infirmary right now. I'm oh, sure. you like sticking? You like sticking you like, penises and shit? Well, here comes some for you. Here you go. I mean, you know, we got to do better by our kids, man. We do, because at the end of the day, he's eighteen. Yeah, that's somebody's baby too. That's true. And usually, abuse. It's a cycle of abuse. Yeah. So it makes me wonder who abused you to, to put it in your mindset that it was okay for you to abuse. I don't know if that was a sister. They just said family member. Mm-hmm. But he's been doing it for a year. That baby is going to be like psychologically damaged for the rest of her life. Yes. And then you did this while she was in class. I'm hoping she turned the video on so somebody would see and help her. I but think that's in doing that, I think that's in not- doing that, that exposed, they said it wasn't a lot of kids on. But there were kids on that wanted to know what was going on in the background because they didn't understand what they were singing. Mm. And then the teacher, that could have been me. I, 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 when I saw that, like I had to take a moment for myself because I'm like, I'm looking at other people's classes, every, every classes, other people's houses every day. And look, God bless my parents. Because y'all houses are clean. And I've been seeing some things. Like I'm going to go to the Burlington and get me one of them 
them the, the racks with the, the, the wine. I done seen some things I like. I'm gonna put it in my own house. Uh, uh, Ty Rice. <laughs> I'm gonna send you some screenshots with no kids in them, but just stuff I know that you would like because you like to. <laughs> That's me trying to like myself as much as possible. I was absolutely devastated. Oh my god, that was terrible. Well, um, speaking of other things that are terrible, I mean, it doesn't get too much better in the trash this week. I just wanted to let you know that. Um, 50 Cent endorsed uh, Trump um, for presidency after seeing uh, Biden's uh, tax plan. Um, according to VladTV.com, uh, 50 posted a screenshot of basically Biden's plan and, and the tax rates. And uh, 50 went took to Instagram and quote, I quote, excuse me, what the fuck? In parentheses, vote for Trump. I'm out. Running man, puff of smoke. Fuck New York. The Knicks ain't never win anyway. Shrug emoji. I don't care. Trump don't like black people. 62%. Are you out of your mind? Now, the screenshot is the tax rates by the state under Biden's tax plan. Uh, California, the, the, the more upper echelon people will be at 62.6%. New Jersey is 60. New York State is 58%. New York City in itself, I'm talking about the five boroughs, is 62%. Now, um, here's the thing. 50? <laughs> 50. Look, 50 ain't shit. I just took that Good as God. him being like, being the type of motherfucker that 50 is who always doing the same shit to arouse controversy around his name. So I just brush that off with a grain of salt. I just really feel like sometimes we need to put people in the corner. A 50 been in the corner for, for like the time. last 10 years. <laughs> okay. After he outed Vivica Fox for you know, nibbling around the job. Oh, girl, just going on. That's one of my favorite blue song. If you can't cut the mustard. Don't be looking around the job. <laughs> if you can't please me, then don't tease me. Because my love is bubbling. <laughs> Sorry. That was my favorite blue song. You can't tell me shit. <laughs> don't do me like that. She be doing me like that. Like, I'm not the only person who has heard or sang that. Look, why is she laughing? I got one last little piece of pee. And really, it's actually a piece of pee. Apparently, T.I. done put out an album. We're getting ready to put out an album. Title Libra, but it got an acronym behind it. I don't know. I can get it all in that shit. But basically, he made a song, and one of the lyrics was that his guy, his ace boom boom from like grade school, had got drunk and accidentally peed on Drake. Now, when I first read this, I'm thinking like golden shower pee on Drake. Nah, he just got real fucked up and drunk and didn't hold his look and he tried to get up to pee and peed on himself and Drake got a little sprinkle sprinkle on his leg and he left. Like he didn't just like sit there in the pee. He was just like, oh, pee and left. Well, I heard Drake got mad. So, mad. But Drake got mad mad because like that was like five years ago. Why are you bringing that shit up again? Well, let's be honest, sir. See, I ain't had a project in like the last five years because he's been dealing with his infidelities and his sideline holes and his so we, we're excited and about I, new music from and also his, his, so, his young daughter's you know uh, 
um, virginity <clears throat> status and sexual, all that shit. T.I. didn't been in a shit. lot of shit like, in the past few years. So. He didn't been in a lot of shit. So he he got a little time. He had time to put together this 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 this, this project. He had to pull on some old material, you know, some old experiences to fill it out. So that time that you accidentally got peed on, look, that was good media. It's not like Dave Chappelle and T.I. got together and remixed Piss on You <laughs> and had a you looking like in the video. They didn't do that. But if they wanted to do that, I'd be perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. You nasty, sis. That's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Shit. <laughs> When you got that wet and good shit, you so you might get some bodily fluids fucking oh, around okay. me. You know, I heard, I heard. What you hear, sis? I heard this last thing I'm gonna say. What you hear, sis? I heard, I heard Drake got a really big. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised at that. You know, listen, and and maybe, and that's the reason why he like fucking porn stars and big girls because he has this mistaken idea that just because you got a little extra cushion for the pushing that you can handle all that monster thing like. I'm not that. Don't do that. We ain't all. It ain't. It. Did you know that him and Jill Scott went dated? They dated. Oh, you know, I would love back that. back right after Degrassi, like a young Drake before he got into his rap career. She she sat down. Oh well, yeah, you know, she had to take all that big old dangling down. If I was Jill, I wouldn't blame her. Listen, that's why. That's why. What what they say? He like his women BBW. I like my girls BBW. <laughs> The one that fuck you right and eat some lunch uh-huh. with you. That's cause of jelly. That's from that's cause of jelly from Philly. I'll stay jelly from Philly. Made me some breakfast. Oh, two scrambled eggs. Scrambled Grab my keys. Grab my purse. Grab my jacket. Off to work. I ain't doing none of that shit now. I I don't even grab. I don't even know what my keys are half the time. Down there. That's single-handedly one of my favorite Jill Scott lyrics. Period. Mine is um, and, and, I, and we're gonna take a break so we can get to this fuck shit for y'all. But my favorite lyric that she says is in getting in the way. But she said, um, because <laughs> the song is a five nine and nine uh, or something like that. Yeah, when she going <laughs> off at the end. Uh, I you know. back down, uh, in my way. Everything, everything was, mm. everything was beautiful between, between me, me and you. And here come you and your big mouth talking about me, telling him that you seen me on Twenty Fourth Street with some other cat. But you know that's a lie. You keep lying to my man, girlfriend. I'm gonna take you out in the middle of the street and whoop. Your tail for all it's worth, five ninety nine or something like that. I knew it was gonna come to me. I just had to get to it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Enough of us singing. Um, look, uh, we got two shows we this do. week because we always got two shows unless we had three shows and, and that'd be stressful. But we ain't doing that to no, ourselves. No, we not. So, um, not, not today. today. Not not today, Satan. Not today. Um, we'll be. I had to say it like I had to say it like Vangie. Not, not today. today. Uh, we'll be right back, y'all. We'll love at the lock up season three, episode eleven, Bubble Trouble. That was the weirdest title ever. But we'll be right back. And we are back with this dumb fuck with shit. With this fuck 
She uh, love at the lockup. We get them from she- season three, episode eleven, bubble trouble. Um, you know this episode had a little and a lot all at the same time. But um, where do you want to start, Dylan and Heather, uh, John and Christiana, or yeah, I'll give you those two first. You know. Let's do Dylan and Heather. I just want to get her out the way. I feel so bad because when she first presented, I really liked and, her. Well, here's what I got. Heather says that she's great for she's grateful for Aunt Diane letting them, you know, crash out and get their shit together at her house. But she's um but she's upset with Aunt Diane for taking up, you know, his time while she just really wants to go in the room and have sex with him. And uh Dylan is like, look, hear what you're saying, but why are we having this conversation about a 90-year-old that's hooked up to a breathing machine? They, they say, you ain't got to worry about that, bro. Because if that's what you're worried about, what's going to happen if I go to the gym or if I go get the mail and it just happens to be some hot mail lady? This is not what I've signed up for. Meanwhile, while they're in the car having this dumbass argument, they get, he gets, a, sorry, um, Heather gets a call from Aunt Diana. He answers, and she's like, look, bro, uh, Bring that ass here, boy, because your parole officer is here. So now they have to speed back to the house, and Heather gets even more mad. And you know, Dylan is like, "Look, I can understand a little bit where you're coming from, but my PO is at the house, and I don't need you acting crazy because I don't want to get locked up the same day I get out. Because if we don't make it back there by the time they leave, there will be a warrant out for my arrest. What you think?" I again, I when I first met her, I really liked her, and she's crazy like, she's crazy, crazy. And this is like the first time in Love After Lockup history, I am more concerned for him with her than I am for yeah, her with him. Absolutely, I think that uh, uh, Dylan has this, um, this kind of very, um what is the word I'm looking for? This very calm demeanor. And he's mm-hmm. very level, you know, with a lot of things. Yeah, he used to do drugs back in the day. I mean, you know, what cute hot model didn't do drugs back in the day? I'm about to say, I just did drugs 30 minutes did, oh. ago. What I'm saying is... <laughs> <laughs> not for real. Not, like, not drugs, like drugs. drugs. It's just yeah, like I just yeah, had it don't fuck around all that crazy shit. I'm not like I'm not doing the book of sugar. I'm not. I ain't on that level. I don't even like the smoke weed. I don't I, like I really smoking it either. Like I just that. like edibles, but that's not the point. The point of this, the moral of the story is. My tail will I reach for my that, Dylan, Dylan is put in a very hard situation because he it's not like he, he got out and he's free. He's not in a Quaylon situation where he served all of his time. He doesn't have to check in with anybody. He has to, he's paroled for two years and he's explained this. And he was supposed to be his ass at his parole site when the PO popped in. That's what he was supposed to be. But fucking around with Heather, it's going to get him in a lot of trouble. Maybe I'm the only person that thinks that. And maybe I'm wrong for thinking, mm-hmm. but I think she's going to get him in a You're lot not. of trouble. She's going to end, she's going to have him, Look what she's she have him and wind up back in jail. You got jealous. That he sat down in your aunt's with your aunt, who's agreed to let you and your felon boyfriend stay there, 
without meeting him. And you're mad that he sat down and was nice and cordial with To the lady that literally is putting a roof over not only you, but his head that she didn't have to do. You feel like he's being too nice to her. He's being too nice to them. You just got out and they want all of your time already. No, sis. That's what normal people do. When you walk into a house and there's people there, especially people that are caring for you, you're nice. Be nice. You say hi. You have a little side conversation. You, talk about shit, but you ask what you can do for them. All they was talking about was you. And it's funny because she was like, hmm, don't let me say too much because she gets crazy jealous. So this not this isn't even abnormal behavior for you. This isn't just because he got out today. You've always been this kind of crazy. Now you up here being a fucking speed demon, speeding up and down 294. If you don't fuck around and get pulled over for speeding, going to make the man miss his P.O. because you just had to leave because you couldn't stand being around somebody that want to take up all your time with your oh, man. He's just like, up. how, Slay? That's your... How am I going? How is he going to go to the store? But it's just like he said. If he's too nice to the cashier, you gonna pop off. Like he said, what if I go to the gym, and it's a pretty lady there? What if I go get the mail, and the the mail woman come on to me? You gonna have a problem? Like what are we doing? But you jealous of your ninety some odd year old auntie? I just throw the whole girl away. Um, and the niggas like I've been out of jail three hours. This is so overwhelming for me. And your response is, well, you should have been paying me more attention. I wanted to go in the room with you. Have sex. But weren't you the same person that was saying in your confessional that you don't feel comfortable having sex Thank at the same you. time while Aunt Nancy is in the kitchen making hash browns and shit? But it's okay <clears> for <throat> you to walk in the door. Hey, 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 thanks. You didn't even say thank you for letting us stay. You just walked in the door and want to fuck. Girl, I, Girl. She, oh, she, I, I can't talk about her anymore. I'm sorry. I can't. She's just. I don't, I don't like. I love. I, like I, I think that he's, Dylan he's is nice. going to be put through the t- a test that he has never been through before, and I am going to be over here praying for him because <laughs> that girl is. Oof. Um, John and Christiana, I put it at the bottom of the totem pole for the shit this week, just because. Um, it's not really, it's really much. Not much. All I got for it is that uh, he's removed from her visiting list. So they can only talk on the phone. Yep. And um, while he was talking on the phone with her, she brought up that she won't her um possibly drug using sister who's in a bad relationship and mom and his, her her mom who's not in the best health, you know, to come and move with him. And he is like kind of weighing the options. And then one hand, he's like, okay, well, you know, in my community, I was supposed to be the head of the house and take care of my household, da da da. But I've only met Miss Tammy once, and I've talked to her sister for about 20 minutes. Other than that, I don't know these people. So he's talking about it with his dad, and I believe that's his brother. And um, uh-huh. he was like, well, you know, I decided to move them in, and I also found a way to hide money for her so when she be walking to work and stuff like that, and uh, she could just find it. I mean, my name ain't on it. I mean, who just who knows when she'll be able to find twenty dollars in Dubuque? So his daddy was like, "You do know that she's a recovering addict, right? In a stressful situation. <gasps> and when you give addicts money, mm-hmm. they tend to do what addicts do. 
So was she like, well, you know, she's staying in a halfway house with either motherfucker she used to shoot up with or she used to buy it from? Girl, just tell me what your thoughts are. And I and, and whatever your thoughts are are what our thoughts are. And we moving on. I, I'm not doing this. Look here. Chief Divorce a lot has already married a woman he's known mm-hmm. for what, three months? Mm-hmm. You married a woman you had never seen before after three months of pen pals. No, he I don't did. see the no, difference between no, with he her did. mom he and her sister. Remember, they, they were showing the jail pictures of them together. He went and visited her. Oh, I mean, oh, outside oh, of jail. Merp. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sorry. Right. You probably got a couple of uh, uh, sinks sink once or twice in the jail, and then now you're married. And now you're like, oh, I don't really know her mother or sister. Nigga, you don't really know her. So that shouldn't matter. She's a family movement. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. I'm not doing um, that. So what I'm do you want to say? So, so, I was about to do that. I had to catch myself. I'm not doing biggest, that. Nope. The biggest nope. issue I was saving for last because there was a lot of disrespect in, in one of the one of the, the, the couples. So I'm going to present you with either Lindsay and Scott or Destiny and Sean. Oh, right. Lindsay and Scott. Well, they finally have sex. But, you know, so, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I, I think that Scott, no, this is that's my opinion. Let me write, let me read what I wrote down. Again, the edible is kicking in. Um, She's had a really good day with Miley Grace and she's in a good mood. So she takes a bath and she got a little wine and, you know, she's a, trying to adjust to this situation. Scott has, meanwhile, not been trying to pressure her into having sex with him. So he just be leaving her alone. So when she gets into the bath and she figure out a way to take a bath and not get that fucking device wet, um, she is throwing hints at him that she wants to fuck. So, um, but he ain't taking none of it. He he ain't got it. He's just being oblivious. So at one point, she literally has to say to him, "Stop! Take your clothes off." So. It was so sweet. He was like, you want me to get in there with this? So, okay. so um, they end up having, you know, like a nice little bath or whatever, and as soon as he, this motherfucker touched his ass in that bathtub, her, th- her thingy go off and she got to go charge her battery. So, in charging the battery, they ended up fucking, right? Well, the next day, um, Scott gets up and finds a letter that makes him uh, question his intentions, what Lindsay's intentions are with him. Now, I this would not be reality if we didn't get on the petty fuck ass bullshit. Yes, I did take a picture of the fucking screen of the letter to read to you girls. Now, you wonder why? Because I'm petty and I ain't got shit to do. Um, the letter read. Um, well, I couldn't get the first few words because I had paused it. You know, um. I'm I'm used to his type. I am I'm I am gonna play the game with the best of them. I can bolster said ego and pretend to love every single word he says. So boring, but all a part of the plan. Get out, get the car, a very nice new wardrobe, and then I can get him to open me a bank account back in um hack into his business account and poke a tiny little pinhole so that he doesn't so he doesn't even notice the additional where is it? The additional uh, slow drip of a few hundred or so trickling into my pocket with each month. Then I think up a scheme. Um, 
I'll need extra money from my mom's medical bills. Then the piece, the piece de la raisons, a ring, a big ring, a ring so big that I can sell it and live off the money on as a salary while I clean up shop on, on my and get to my next operation. She said she got that from a book. What you think, sis? Name that book. I need to know the name of that book. That's all I want to know. What is the name of the book? Because she got it from a book, then I'm be like, you know what? So you tripping? Because a you going through her prison notebooks. That was kind of. But like it was sitting right there by the bed. I feel like it don't matter if that's my if I'm that's my journal. That's an invasion of my privacy for you to go through that. He made it seem like he just picked up some mail and that fell out. That wasn't the case. You were going through her prison journals. But to me, and maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. Even if that was a caption from a book or wherever, um, I just don't see that appropriate to write down knowing that you're basically in the same situation. How- it may have been her motivation for becoming a pen pal. Okay. Come on now, let's be honest. Scott, even though she said he has an athletic <laughs> body. And he still, you know, because he played in, he played in college. In college. How fucking old is Scott? We not going there because Scott's my friend you know on what, Facebook, you know and that's you my friend. He's also, my friend on Facebook, and you're not gonna talk about my friend like that. Hmm. You're not boo, coming from boo. a friend like I'll that. Just, I... But oh, Mississippi Mets head, that's a little young thing. You don't get a young thing that ain't after you. Out of prison. Come on now. That was to be expected, to be guessed. You surprised that she, the reason, her motivation for talking to you was money? When you led with money? When you when you dragged her, you, you enticed her with money? You was a little old nigga in that Geico commercial. You had the dollar. Go to, oh, 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 you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> no, like, come on now, let's keep it honest. You offer her money, she offers you young poon. That is y'all deal. I, I just, I, okay. For me, and I, and maybe I'm overthinking it, but bear with me. I feel like with Scott, um, you're absolutely right in in the in the okay. Well, how could you not think that this was um what it what it is in this particular letter? But I also feel like if you knew if you had an inkling or thought that something like that would be in some papers. Why would you leave it by the side of the bed and not put that kind of shit up? Because I feel like that kind of shit is personal. And if I didn't want anybody going through it, then I wouldn't have put it out for someone to see it or be able to easily gain access to it. But if I live with someone and this is their situation, we're supposed to be in a relationship, I still expect a certain measure Mm-hmm. Of respect for my privacy and the fact that you went through her prison notebooks, like he had, yeah, he had a whole purple notebook. You went through all of her, you went through all of her prison notebooks, and you found one honest, page like you didn't you said, like. Too. But really, when you going through people's yeah. shit, you can't get mad yeah. about what you find. You supposed to eat that on the chin. Take that. Let me tell you how many times I've been through a phone and came across a text message and made me go. <laughs> You're supposed to eat that on the chin and hope the opportunity arises so you can discover that in front of them and then share that detail. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm, I'm a reformed text message reader because 
I don't like people reading my text messages. Sometimes I'll be talking about they ass in my text messages. And that's much worse than finding a random text from a but for real though, Mississippi Method, Scott, um, Miss Peabody. So y'all name that name book. That name book. that. I think book. that's the name of know. this week's episode. Thank you. Uh <laughs> look, uh, uh, uh mm-hmm. I did want to mention one little thing. Okay. Nah, I, I said it for later. Um, I said it for later. I'm sorry, I'm writing down the episode title. <laughs> um Destiny and Sean. All right, this this shit getting fucking ridiculous now to me. So after thinking Ooh. that Destiny left, uh, she's actually in the hot tub. They have this talk about what they think each other wants, and he's very apologetic to her and um, that kind of thing. And then they do, do the most disgusting thing and have sex in the bathtub. But they, I think it's just disgusting because it's Destiny and Sean. Not the point. So her and Sean end up going uh, back to California because it's finally her court date. When she gets up there and they drive into the town that she is from, she gets a call from her sister and her, and her sister's basically like, yo, drop them deets. I'm finna come get you. I'm finna slide on you. And then we fixing to go out, you know what I'm saying, you, you know, and fuck up the town. And Scott kind of looks at her and is like, but you do know you got a court date tomorrow. Do you think this is the best thing for you to be doing tonight? And she kind of flies off the handle. Uh, that's my opinion. But then she 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 gets a little upset and she says, Dude, you gotta trust me. I'm going out with my family. This is the only time I get to see them. Da 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 blah blah. So when they get back to the hotel room, she takes a shower and he like, look, like dead ass, I don't want you to go. I don't have to have a good feeling about this. Something just don't feel right. I think you shouldn't go. I mean, you know, and you know, he's pleading this case and he's actually not being mean. So she turns around, she's like, Well, you gotta fucking trust me. And you know, um, I would never do this shit to you. I'm going I'm gonna go out with my sister. I don't give a fuck what you think about it. Da, da, da. So she goes out with her sister and she talking about him, but like he blowing up her phone the entire time. And she talking about him and she's like, Well, you know, why would I what was the, why would I put all my rubies in the pig pen? I don't know. I don't I remember. Think Somebody said that said. dumb fuck shit. And I was like, what? Um, and, you know, we don't really know how it ends. We'll know what happened next week. But what was your thoughts? I was a little disturbed okay. about one thing. Well, well, two. She's always, she went on this big rant about how she doesn't trust him. Because he lied about how many mm-hmm. kids he has. He lied about his mm-hmm. age. And she just thinks he's a liar. But you have yet to reveal that you plan on keeping you a little poon on the side. You're a liar too. So I feel like if you lying, he lying. Just he take that shit on the head and move on. Like y'all are in a relationship with both of you are liars. You're not like less of a liar. You're a I liar think too. that she... If it were her money, she would feel the same way. And I don't necessarily think that Scott was a genius for putting the fifty thousand dollars of bail money for her. I thought that was dumb. But and I also don't really feel like he's holding it over her head because this is what anybody would do personally. But she hasn't really exhibited traits that make me feel like she's the responsible person that will show up at a court date. We talk about the same girl that got out. They put her on uh, what is the home confinement thingy. 
she cut that motherfucker off and sent it to them in the mail. She's on bail right now for an escape charge. I don't blame Scott. Um, Scott. I don't blame uh uh I mean Sean for Sean reacting the way he does with her. But you That's knew true. all that before you That's put up true. the bail. I kind of understand where she's at. Like she says, she feels like she feels like she's obligated to do this for him. Well, you are because you would still be in jail yeah. if he didn't put up fifty thousand for you. The least you could do is show up to court, so he you don't. Know, have there to are pay times it. where I feel like at least she could do is be nice to him. I don't even think she's nice to him. But this is the same hoe that said if she won a million dollars at the casino, she going to the titty bar and get her a bed. I'm not 100 mad at that either. <laughs> my, my, the problem is you're not going to let him you, go with no, you to the titty bar and get the bed. That's a you personal. That's a secret. That's a secret secret. Nah. If you get a baddie, I want a bed. You get a baddie. You get a baddie. You get a baddie. Everybody gets a baddie. No, that didn't work. Okay. <laughs> That worked. Then they get to they at the casino and she wasting her money on slots. Like I hate slot machines. We ain't really like that. And then she orders no. a adios motherfucker. I've, I've heard of audio. I didn't know what the fuck before, that was. I've never had one myself. That's because it's called in my circle of friends oh. a blue motherfucker. And a blue motherfucker is just a high shelf. Um, Long Island iced tea. But instead of finishing it with Coke, they finish it with that blue Chiraco shit. Oh, yeah. That, bl- that glow cool shit. Either way, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... That motherfucker slapped too. I got real he drunk did. at a holiday party off about like seven of them suckers and like four shots and I might have had... Hey, that's neither Look, there. That's besides the <laughs> point. It was after work. And I did not drive. <laughs> the bitch called me talking about. The bitch called me talking about. Um, I, Tammy, I, um, I'm really drunk and I'm just waiting on my ride. I said, "Where is your car?" <laughs> it's right here, but I can't. But I, uh, I, I got to wait until brother gets here so that he can drive my car. Wait a minute, you bitch! It's eight thirty, and you this fucker. I got tossed. I was having a really rough time. That was mm-hmm. shit, was that this December? December 19? Yeah, I was having a rough time. I was. I was into it with my betrothed and my, you know, I was just still grieving my mom and all that shit. So I went to a holiday party. Work was stressful and that's when I had, well, I had that little annoying boy. I ain't going to say his name. I almost did. He was very, he was one of those kids that was just nasty, mean for no reason. Like his <laughs> name was going to go on my list of sociopaths that I, I can expect to see their the names in the news because he ain't shit. It was because the holiday party was right after my surgery and um, I couldn't go. But then the bitch called me talking about how drunk she was, and I'm I'm laying in the bed and just had a surgery. Oh, I was so mad. I was so I mad. got slapped. Look, y'all, y'all don't understand. Like I had I started with an amaretto salad. That's just my that's my drink number one. That's just like the way you kind of get started. Then somebody was like, Hey, yo, let's take a shot. Took a shot. Then I got 
of vodka cranberry, which is usually my drink for the night. I can drink them suckers all night, no problem. I can drink 20 of them. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. But I was sitting at the bar with one of my coworkers, and he had this blue drink, and it just looked so good. So I asked the bartender, who was Got his number for me. What is that? I can't. I'm betrothed. What is that? And might I have one? He said it was a blue motherfucker. So I had one. And then my coworker's like, I already had two. You got to catch up. Little does he know, I already had two shots and two drinks prior to this blue motherfucker. So I said, say less. Give me another one. So I'm just motorboating two at the same time. It was payday. I had paid my bills for the month already. I bought my Christmas present. So I had just put in, run the tab, run the tab. So about one, two, three, four, five blue motherfuckers later. Y'all understand? A blue motherfucker. There is vodka, gin, white rum, mm-hmm. tequila, and sour mix in addition to the blue shit. Somebody else show up late, like, hey, yo, let's do a shot of tequila. I'm like, sure, let's do it. Somebody else bought me a shot of fireball. I had messed up now because now I'd have mixed my dark with my life. Oh, I don't like fireball. That's the fireball, one, right? Yeah, but you know, I was yeah. with white people and they were free. So. You ain't wrong. So then, like, somebody else came up and they bought me another shot of Fireball. So now I am four shots and about six drinks single. And I had like a little edible because I was on edge <laughs> and I wanted to just have a fun night. I think I only took five or 10 milligrams. I didn't take a lot, but enough that knowing that was in my system and then. 20,000 drinks later, I had the wherewithal to text my brother and be like, hey, yo. She could have texted me and I could have went in there and got me a free drink. She she was so concerned about them damn crutches. Girl, fuck them crutches! (laughs) Then, he's like, he showed up though. He came through clutch, took me home, and not only did he take me home, he took me to Skatchel and got me an Italian leaf and Italian ice and a slice of pizza. Soak that alcohol up so good. By the time she I got, got in the car, I was already took off her wig. I said, "You know what? This okay. We're done." <laughs> it was at that time that I, I knew that the, right. the wigs had to go. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm so tired of this. Like, I went up to the school Friday. Was that Friday? That was Friday because I didn't want to do it. And I, I procrastinated to the end of the week. This the first time folks have seen me without a wig on. And it was like, okay, hey, locks. I'm like, oh, oh, hey. I'm like, oh, hey, oh, hey. Like, I went through all the motions of like, oh, shit, I forgot. Like, oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, you, you see me, you know, you know, you see Speaking me. Of locks, Look, what I'm a sorry. great segue. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say, Destiny, please, please, just show up to court the next day. Yeah, don't, and then after don't that, really go on about your life. Miserable. You don't really want Scott. Well, let's go on back to him, baby. Let's talk about the one thing that Chevelle and Quay, uh, Chevelle and Quay had, and it was the most important thing throughout all this fuck shit, because it had one point. He told her, "Hey, since we talking about, since we talking I'm about going, going, um, going, you know, family shit, I'm gonna go to Houston." So then Chevelle was like, okay, well, 
are you go are you coming back? Do you have like a one way ticket? Is like a round trip ticket? And he was like, no, it's one way. And then he said he was coming. He was he said he, he said he was coming back though. He said he was coming back. So then they had this. He don't know when he's coming back. So then she like because he don't know when he's coming back. Um, he said something to her in effect of, "I need to go down there and figure us out this and the third. So when she re- so she responds, "Well, I thought you had already figured out what was what it was between uh, between it uh, between us, but now you got to go to Texas and you don't know when you're coming back. But then you telling me that I got to wait here and be smooth." And wait on you. What about my little girl who's already used to you? She gonna might she might think you go back to jail, da da da. So then he's like, in, in a nutshell, sweetie, I said what I said. We're done talking about it because I'm going and I will let you know when I'm coming back. But I'm not going to say it again. It is not up for discussion. And to which she's like, okay, well, since you, you're not leaving things up for discussion, uh, maybe I need to go ahead and check it out West too. And not then kind of reevaluate things. But what did you think about that whole thing? Because there's a devil's advocate side to this. <sighs> I and I'm too. the devil because well, I'm on Quaylon's side. So I can get Quaylon's side because his side is easier. <laughs> you have put all this pressure on this man. He's been in jail for 12 years. He went to jail a teenager. He doesn't know how to be a man yet. And you've already heaped on him the, your daughter, the idea of marriage, living you together, getting a job, like all these barriers, and, and this motherfucker still figuring out how to use a phone. At 17. He probably never learned because he went to jail when he was 17. Like, you have to give this man a chance to get out into the world. You become acclimated into the way. Come on now, 12 years ago? 12 years ago, 2008, I had a Blackberry. I had this motherfucker probably ain't never had a phone. Mm-hmm. From Boost? Come no, I now. didn't. I didn't have that. I'm lying. It was like, 2008, he's I learning, had like, cricket phones. And y'all remember what the cricket phones used to be. I don't have to explain that. I shouldn't have to explain that. I had U.S. Cellular and I had a Blackberry. And everybody who had a BlackBerry, you know what it was. That was just like an upgraded uh, <laughs> Nokia slide. And now I'm carbon dating myself with my cellular phone knowledge. But he doesn't, he has to learn a whole new way now, of living. iPhone 11 is out. iPhone 12 And he ain't out. been out a, like a, a full, full, full couple weeks. of weeks. You have weeks. already gave him a child, a house, a car, a family. You have a family responsibility of taking care of said car and you and this babe in Myela. And then on top of that, you are saying, hey, but by the way, in six months, I'm talking about six months, we need to be walking down somebody's aisle. And you don't think that he needs to go home and you don't think that he needs to go home. And you, and it's just too much. Family and, you know, kick it with them for a little bit. Make sure that he's making the right decision because when he got out, 
the first thing he slid into quite I'm still mad at you about this. It just is what it is. He said he he slid, he slid his little nasty dick ass. He washed that he washed that dick off. Yeah, as far as we know, well, we know he washed his ass. You know what I'm trying to say. And that he, his locks. But he washed he his, his locks. He didn't, he didn't wash his ass that night. He just didn't wash his ass that night. And we know he didn't wash <laughs> his ass that night. Not because he didn't want to wash his you. ass. Because she wants what she wants in the time frame that she wants it in. And she don't give a fuck how he has to absorb, adjust, decompress. She wanted dick and she got dirty prison dicks. She wouldn't even let the nigga wash and that's his ass. He, she won't let him breathe. And so he wants to put a little space between him and her so he can clear his mind and wrap his head around what his you. life is going to look like. Like it's one thing to and it's one thing to talk about it and pontificate about that shit while I'm in prison. I'm out now and the world is hitting me rapid fire and I got you over my shoulder going, Quay la, quay la, quay la. Like let the man breathe. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, but that's so true though, because Lord Jesus, you piled all these things up on this man who still, if we're gonna keep it a buck, no shade, Quay. He's still 17. Yeah, you have to give him a chance to Yeah. Like he needs six months to to get himself together. You talking about we gotta be married, we gotta buy a house, we gotta do this, we whoa, whoa, whoa. You're ready. Because you've spent the last 12 years growing into a woman. A man. It's his time to grow into what a man looks like for him. Not for you. Not, not for, for his mama. For not for my Ayla. And she's going to have to lighten up. But I also could. My, I think the only issue that I had with what Kaylon said wasn't what he said, it was how he said it. If that makes sense. <laughs> Excuse me. That's because he asked her not yeah. to have that conversation right there at the zoo. Let's just enjoy and the just, day. Just, and she wouldn't I, I, let I'm, that go. So I'm now I'm, gonna, I was I'm already tight with that. you. It, it wasn't, you know, I've been knowing to me that that little shade that he was throwing at her. But I think he was throwing the shade because she was being extra in public. Um... Who do you, do you have a shout out in or altar call? Excuse me. I <clears throat> I have a little shout out. Maybe I shouldn't call it a little shout out because according to old Mississippi Medhead, uh, 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 Scott Peck, she says she knows it's been four years, but wow. <laughs> I said, oh. Okay, Mr. Peabody over there got him a whole little attachment. I feel you, sir. She's talking about you got a young boy. We thought she was talking about chest and chesticles and, and muscles and shit. No, she's going to talk about one muscle. Blamed it on me and my Samsung. No, she over there stuck in sitting on the dock of the thing, watching the time. <laughs> Come back. Let's reel her in. Do you have a shout out? I or don't necessarily in either direction. But um, I do think that Dylan's man bun is really cute. 
I think Dylan is really cute. This is lips. Fine, yeah. His nice. All right, um, let's take a break. We'll come back um, with Woke Season 1, Episode 2. What prequels? And we'll be right back. Usa. Hello? Bitch. So this time when I took my edibles, I usually take a gummy. But when I went to Sunnyside, shout out to the fine people at Sunnyside for keeping your girls sane. They had the capsule. And last time I was watching Sosa wash her face, she had took a capsule. So I was like, I'm a, next time I go to Sunnyside, I'm going to get me some capsule. And What's a me. capsule? I'm sorry. It's like a little pill, like a Tylenol. Oh, that you just like take with water? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. And I only took one. This is 10 milligram. And usually, you know, 10 milligrams, yeah, I could still function. I could drive a car. Okay. I still can. I'm not that high, but ooh, it feels like a different high. It's tingly. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, imagine you are sitting in a champagne bottle. That is what my body feels like right I feel all the little tingly bubbles just running all around me. And I'm 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 in a good place. Let me find my notes for <laughs> Well I'm going through my tingly places, so don't 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 feel bad. I'm here. I wrote this down the best way I could to get through this in about 30 minutes. I want to try it. <laughs> we can make it. Mm. We just don't have to cover everything. Mm, two That's minutes. And hey, we are back um, with Woke Season 1, Episode 2. What prequels? So it comes in as if he's having a dream or a nightmare or whatever about what happened the day before. And when he wakes up, uh, the, the, uh, the marker says, yeah, this shit happened. Don't even worry about it, bro. So he makes up his mind to, to, to kind of make everything right. His whole objective of the day is to make shit right. When he goes out and kind of and Gunther and uh and Clovis are kind of waiting on him to kind of just make sure that he all good. Clovis kind of gives him this idea and tell him, okay, well, if you're gonna go down there, then act like it never happened. And Gunther is telling him, No, don't do that. Apologize and see what you can work out. What would you have done? I probably would have done exactly what he did, which is go down there and pretend like the shit didn't happen, and if you call me on my shit, apologize. But sometimes you gotta send an email first to test the water. Because <laughs> you you literally, sir, you drop kick toast, and like you tried to eat butter. After you called out the toast for being blackface. Yes. And then, 
um, and then had a complete and total and utter meltdown that you still haven't told anybody. Well, you tried to tell Gunther, but um, he goes down. I don't know if to, you could undo this blunder. I just don't know if you can yeah. undo it. So he goes down and but just so happened he know the nigga that, that work at the door at the building. So he they didn't even think he didn't even think to check the, the board for him because he knows him. He goes upstairs. He talking to the lady at the desk. He's like, okay, well, I'm here to see Cindy. Da, da, da. And he goes in and he does exactly that. He, uh, nothing happened. What are you talking about? Comic Con who? Hey, what, what are you talking about? No, no, what are you talking about? Nothing. He's like, she literally has to say, yo, bro, no, it, it happened. He apologized and he's like, well, how can we make this better? And she's like, oh, no, it's, it's not a good fit. It's not you, it's me. He tried to kind of slide in this, you know, you know how it is being Asian, the other thing. And <laughs> she was like, I'm going to let you hear that. I'm going to let you hear that, but to be honest with you, it don't, it don't work like that for people like us. And then she showed him the video because I guess he was oblivious that there was a video. Of course there's a video. It's 2020. And he went down to go see that pretty girl. Her name is uh, Ayana. Ayana. So he go see Ayana to take down the video. She like, no, bro. First off, you're a meme. Secondly, that shit you said was true. And third, once you woke, you can't unsee that shit. So, no. What did you think about that before I go further? I just don't know what he thought. Like, you're not going to be able to undo that. All you could do is try to spin it into more writing. Yeah. But you didn't even have the wherewithal to be like, look, we can still make this money. Let's just say it was a publicity stunt and make the second season of Toast and Butter something where somebody tries to kick toast ass and eat butter. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you just don't do that shit. And if you accepted that you done done that shit, bro, then you just gotta find you a new way to make the money, because... This ain't the move now. But... You're, you're not corporate Negro anymore. Now You went from token to woke. You went from token to woke, and to- this is not... To woke. It's not... And, and, and I think it's, it's, it's such a hard thing for him to accept... Because he's never been woke before. He's never been in a situation where he's had to see the world outside of those rose-colored glasses that he had on. So because he's still not really wanting to accept being woke, he goes to Nancy's comic book shop to kind of escape because everything is talking to him. The sad face is talking to him. You know, like everything, everything. The newspaper the news, box. Everything. When's the last time you got a newspaper at the box? I'm like, wait a minute. Look at that vintage piece of technology. Who gets papers out the boxes anymore? Okay, because, I mean, Who no shame. Papers? I just look up the sun tabs. I don't. <laughs> the light post was criticizing like that. That walk of shame. Man. He... From the studio to Nancy's. Oh, but the entire time, I forgot to say. His girlfriend is texting him and he's not responding. He's not, but what, what can he say? But what can he say? So, um, he goes to Nancy's book, comic book store to escape. She legit asks him, hey, yo, are you going crazy? Because if you are, don't do that shit here. Uh, fair. 
So he's going to back and he is confronted with the original peanut uh, peanut peanut butter. Um peanut, peanut butter, um, and chocolate. He's 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 confronted with toast. Uh, toast and butter, and they're telling him, Hey, look, you can make this right if you just write the best one, the the best uh uh toast and butter that you've ever written, ever, right? So right at that huh. time, JV Smooth come in and he like, no, it don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. And his his wokeness is continuing to confront him. But JB, I keep calling him JB Smooth because that's who the marker is. Hey, marker. <laughs> they didn't even call him Sharpie. They might not even legally be able. They to may call not be able to call him. Sharpie. We probably can't legally call him Sharpie. But he was a Sharpie. We gonna call him Marker. Marcus. <laughs> so um he's trying to draw this fucking sketch and he turn he goes up and he shows it to Nancy and Nancy like oh okay girl but he got this brilliant idea that he gonna take it back down to Hill and the, I forget what the other name is anyway he gets there and the same black doorman is there and he's like no nah, bro you can't come up and he like but you know me like come on don't, don't do this they expected me he like no bro you can't go up and he turns the, the he turns the picture around that shows him that he's not allowed in the building, and these motherfuckers darkened his image. They had him in blackface. What did they you think darkened. about that? I was just like, wow, like that's that's full blackface. Like that's not just darking. You know, I, I just want to say I love Nancy. I feel like I am Nancy yes, if I didn't Nancy. become a teacher. Yes, you are Nancy. Just snarky and sarcastic, surrounded by comic books and things that I love and selling it to people that like it as well. Meanwhile, I am real life with the exception of being a lesbian. Oh, well, sorry, y'all. That's a spoiler. But, um... I mean to say what? Um, I am... I, I, hey, yo, that's been another episode of Reality The Pod. I am just Shay all day and I'm out. So, with the exception of that little blunder, you know, if I decide to take it out, I take it out. Um, I identify most with Ayala. She's very woke. She fucking gets it. It is what it is. And even underneath all of that bullshit he was doing on toasting butter, there was a very woke message that came from it. He just didn't know it. But I identify with her in a lot of places. We kind of get to see why. But it's just certain things I just don't get down with with her. But uh, whatever. Um, all but for nothing, of course, he doesn't get access to the building. So he comes home. He's depressed. And lo and behold, he meets him at the door. But Trina. And she like, yo, bro. No, you don't know she like, bro, I have not spoken to you in two days. You don't think motherfuckers out here care about you? And, and he's like, well, I mean, you. you know, let's go in the house and talk about it. Da, da, da. And she like, no, here's the things you left at my house. God bless you in your ministry. I'm out. To which he says to her, well, I didn't I didn't tell you because you, I didn't think you would have gotten it. Which was fucked up. What the fuck does that mean? He's assuming because unwoke Kevin 
and her G down on the same level that she wasn't woke. Like she has no idea what the black experience is, is because she's she mixed. lives in a nice area and she's educated and she's mixed. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really I didn't really care for that. I thought that was really fucked up of him to come at her in that fashion and say, Well, I think you would understand. Nigga, you've been woke for a day. You don't really understand. I don't think that the the social, you know, oppressions are too small with Trina. She been getting it all her life. She ain't got no choice but to be woke. Nigga, it was you that wasn't woke this whole time. I think she low-key woke. I do as well. Just because you want to live in a nice house, don't mean you woke. You ain't got to be hood to be woke. You ain't got to struggle to be woke. You have to identify and be able to have the same experiences and support and rally and protest right. and do the work. And he didn't even give her the chance. Uplift of the people. That's just because just I want to stay, you know, in a deluxe apartment in Sky High. Don't mean it can't. I'm sorry, I had to take that. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Our beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying uh, just to get just up to that hill. That baseline That baseline hit. Now that I'm thinking about it. Sorry. I, I, she, he didn't even give her a try. And I think that was the reason why she said, you know, fuck this shit, I'm out. You know? All right, yeah. Because if you don't give someone a ch- the chance to fail you, how do you know that they will? And even when they fail you, if you already knew it in the back of your head, then why is it you you can make your decision on that? Please give her a try. No, you assumed I couldn't identify that I couldn't understand that I would judge you for what you said until judging me based off of what you think I am because of my background. That's not fair. I'm glad she left him. Me too. I'm no shade. But Clove, uh, when he gets in the house, Clovis is like, you know, you look like you had a rough day. I know just what you need. <laughs> tried to grab, tried to give him that 40. And that 40 started talking to him. He said, no, nah, I'm good. So, he goes out on the balcony and he's just kind of sitting there trying to collect his thoughts and Gunther, the wokest white man ever, he's uh, like, look, the shit gonna work out. Now, uh, I'm not saying that the shit that happened to you wasn't fucked up because it was. You're gonna have to figure out a different approach on how to make money because as we all know, that well that you was drinking from has run dry. Let's not wait to the water and Same thing I was thinking. Same thing I was thinking. And he kind of has this realization and he kind of goes back in his room and he takes the pen out of the trash and he goes back to the drawing board and he's trying to come up with new ideas on the next big thing and, you know, that kind of thing. So what, what did you think about the whole thing? I think I did that in a fairly reasonable amount of time. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Everybody around him is telling him the right shit. Even Clovis misguided ass. Oh, like Jesus, Clovis. But he's fine. He is cute. Ass, neither here, there. I was not. 
I wasn't even trying to go there. Now I done fucked up my own train of he thought is because I said fine, and then I thought about him. I'm like, he is cute. I just wanted like blaze his beard. That is besides the point. Um, Kevin, Keith, just needs to. Damn, look, my edible is in high position right now. In fact, I'm looking at these notes and I realize that I got high at the end of writing. Keith, you're an artist. So toast and butter ain't the, ain't the, ain't the jam no more. No pun. Intended. That was pun intended. It was not. <laughs> Do something else. You're going to have to pander to a new audience mm. now. And if you would just open your eyes, you will see that Ayana's in place to give you that audience. That's true. It's very true. And you could just be, you could be woke Keith. I think that Keith is... And he starts drawing the new one. I forgot the name of it. Oh, it was still Toast and Butter. Wasn't it? uh At the end of the episode, they show you what He's working on. I just can't I can't remember the name of it, but I, was, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he starts drawing like the New York background, but it, I forget what was right in yeah, the middle. You're right. I. Uh, he sometimes Keith Keith. I'm now I'm calling him Keith. Sometimes Keith is frustrating. But he's just gone through this very traumatic event. And you have to kind of live with him kind of playing out all the emotions that are coming from this traumatic event in this very funny, lighthearted, you know, way that they do things on Woke. But sometimes it's sad because this is the plight of 98% of the African-American males that you know. This is it. Only difference is he's a cartoonist and most other niggas is selling dope. Not the point. Point is, is that he he's, he's, you know, you know. But now being woke for 24 hours, you feel bad for him because everything is coming to him in waves. And like got the But where you been at? On cloud nine. Rose colored glasses. Whichever one you want to pick, sis. How is it you got Ouch. to be a full adult and you ain't never experienced negative? Because he's never put himself in a situation that would in, that, that that would ensue. He's not But he plays the role of the token yeah. nigga. Come on now. Tokes get exposed to negative. Well, that's true. But I think that he also kind of separated it. Being there rubbing your hair talking about, so how do you take care of it? Oh, girl. Um, don't even remind me. That wasn't, oh, that girl. was shady. I shouldn't have oh, said it. I went on a whole rant about that one day. But it is the truth that it is so real Stop and I love the way that my baby feels. I just my hairs, my baby. Just 
wish y'all would keep y'all fucking hands out of my hair. Oh, Jesus. Oh. It is such a violation. Like, my locks are more than just a hairstyle. Like, I lost all my hair three years ago due to alopecia. So, me having hair, period, growing my hair back, period, this is a personal journey I'm going on here with this hair. You can't touch it. This is a personal rant, y'all. Y'all just got to live through this. In between, in between, like in, in between like, Shay and myself. Stop touch touching it. my fucking hair. But the reason why I said it is because my hair is not for you, it's for me. No matter how I came to the realization that this is what I wanted to do, I'm here now. But that doesn't give you the right to put your hands in my hair. One, I don't know where your hands been. Period. Two, um, I don't even touch my hair for the most part. So why would you? And third, you know how much money it costs to get to... Look, if your name is not Rosalita, stay out my hair. Or anybody that I deem fit. Hey, mama freaks a lot, baby. <laughs> Hell, and even if I choose to let anybody else in my head other than Rosalita's, make sure that I give you permission before you put your fucking hands in my hair. Ooh, that is such a sense of contingency with me. Oh, my God. You got any shout-outs for the episode? Oh, I want to shout out my hair, and they all motherfuckers not touching it. No. Um... <clears throat> You know what? I felt like I want to give my shout out to Clovis this week. Because <laughs> Clovis is Clovis is a fuck nigga. P- please no. There is not a time that he's not a fuck nigga. He is always doing fuck nigga shit. But in the fuck nigga there's this dose of truth that's a hard pill to swallow. Because he tells Keith, before Keith goes down to the publisher, look, you do know that all of that shit happened last night, and there is no way in hell that you gonna get your job back. I'm telling you now, but if you wanna go down there and waste your time, you go right ahead. Go waste your day, bro. But I'm telling you not to do this. When you get back, I'm gonna have something for you. Which I thought was gonna be your shout out, so I left that alone. But he Clovis is Clovis been woke for so long that the shit don't bother him. In fact, he yeah. he expects it. And when he's and he's like, don't understand why you can't cold switch and go back and forth from talk to woke. Why is it so hard for you? That when he said that, I was like, oh, you've been woke for a long time. <laughs> Like, that's just regular, everyday nigga them. I don't know. Did, did you have anybody? I do have a shout-out for this oh, episode. Ain't a body. My shout-out goes to the 40-ounce. And let I me tell it. you why. I knew it. <laughs> I kept listening, and I'm like, I know that voice. Who the fuck is that? I know that voice. The 40 ounce is Nicole Byer. Now, I am a huge Nicole Byer fan. I've been a fan of hers ever since Girl Cold on MTV. 
I always thought she was fucking hilarious. And she's a person who, like, in her personal life, like, she woke woke. So for her to be woke on woke, huh. That's the curly uh, hair girl. Like, yeah. And she got this, she got these cute cheeks. I just mm-hmm. know other way to describe her. And I believe she had a stint on SNL. She did. And she, um, of course, it's a black girl. Um, oh, she was on something. Oh, you know what she, she was don't... on? And you haven't seen it. But well, she was on The Good Place. Yeah. She was the mailman in The Good Place. Yes, her. That is her. Okay. So my shout out goes actually to kind of like Nicole Byer in root of 40 ounce because she is woke on woke and she really woke. So like, I'm just like, I'm gagged. Do you know who the other 40 ounce is? Oh my God, I missed everything you just said. I apologize. No. Do you know who the other 40 ounce is? Eddie Griffin. You mean like you mean like look what y'all understand? You talking about Malcolm yes. and Eddie Griffin? Yes. Wow, they have pulled out. Free Sanford had a son and a Fred truck. Free Sanford had a son and a truck. <laughs> Oh and a son named Lamont. <laughs> 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 uh, that was <laughs> good God. Look, when I was a young girl, <laughs> Eddie Griffin could have got it. And I didn't understand because I don't find him attractive, but I was in love. Yeah, they and do. it's because funny they niggas do. get pussy. That, this is... Because we Dude, all you know. ain't gotta be fucking niggas. We all know funny niggas. Okay, because like everybody laugh. in the African American community and some of you woke whites out there too know that Sanford and Son, there are no words to the theme song, and when black people get together and sing it, we usually singing <laughs> Eddie Griffin, Sanford, Sanford had a son and a truck. Sanford had a son and a truck. And a son named Because there are no words to it. Yeah, no. But you can't put no words to that part. You just gotta. Norman Lear had their fucking bass on lock with all of the Norman Lear shows, okay? <laughs> it, 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 the bass not gonna moving on up, y'all know. You know, okay. Then and Saffron and Son. Look, my daddy was a bass player, so I have I have a I have a respect for all bass players. I always want to learn how to play the bass. I was gonna try to learn at my last church, but the bass player there was um we ain't gonna get that. Um, <clears throat> what other theme song did he have? Oh, well, yeah, on the Jeffersons. And I did, uh, we did say it for that song. Uh, was he the Facts of Life? The Facts of Life, all about yeah, he, you. 
Funky bass line. Even in good times. Good times. Do 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 I'm listening. Let me tell you, I'm a. I'm a... I could do this all day long. Look, look, we ain't gotta do this. We ain't gotta do this all day long. Good time, and we love you. Yes. Good time. Okay. Um, did you have anybody you wanted to bring to the altar or I don't think we did. I don't think I'm that I'm not there in woke for woke. I ain't got no offer call for woke. I don't think I'm there yet. I feel like at some point in time in your life you become Yeah. You struggle with mm-hmm. navigating white America and still being a nigga. Everybody else just learned how to do that code switch. Did shit you have long before Keith had? I don't know how he done made it to full did, gro- a gro- grown adultum and ain't never had to figure out how to code switch. Because I remember that, when I had my moment. I was gonna ask you, yeah, when you had your moment. I remember exactly when I had my moment. I I went to kindergarten at Our Lady of Angels right there on Costner and Chicago Avenue. So even though I went to a private school, I went to one in the hood. Well, the following year, we moved to Maywood, and I ended up going to St. Paul Lutheran. And this was the first time that I was the token in the class. There might have been one or two other little black girls, but they had normal black girl names, Stacy, Tamika. But here I come, Shirley. Oh, I almost, y'all know, I got, I got to, I got to really get it. You was about to do it to yourself, huh? <laughs> It took every five of my men to catch myself with that. But, like, I got to get on that. I got to shut get on that. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't, like, everybody would ask me what my name is. I'm five. I'm six. I don't know. My mama named me this. She said she was watching Oprah, and the lady came on the show, and the lady name was that, and she liked it, so that's what she named me. Well, really, it turns out that my sister had a friend whose name was her first and her middle oh, okay. name kind of is where they got that from. It was not true. Oprah wasn't doing TV back then, but that's what my mama told me to make me feel special, <laughs> that she got my name off of Oprah. I love this queen. <laughs> I, I love her. <sighs> my mama knew how to gaslight with the best of them, baby. So, so I was six. That's the first time I had experienced yeah. being black in a white setting. I so what about my you? first it wasn't okay. It wasn't that I didn't know. You know what I mean? I I I went to Piccolo on the West Side. You ain't nothing but blacks African Americans and the Hispanic kids over there. At the time, that's what it was. Um and then I went to Lincoln Park and I wasn't sure shot to see white folks because they were everywhere. And but so it didn't really mean I, I was not saying I'm not saying that I didn't know that I was black. I just never really had the woke experience, even in high school years. I knew I was black, but I didn't know it. I knew it, but I didn't know it. So when I went to the military, this is why I call it prison. 
backstory. Um, when I first got there, I had a BM BM two. A BM two is a boasting mate, but anyway, you don't know what a boasting mate means. I don't know why I said it. I'm high. Anyway, um, I had a BM two. Uh, I'll explain. I'll explain I'm sitting here like a who? But a anyway, what? <laughs> um, I had a higher in command. Um, and I had been trying to call them all the time while I was in boot camp, but they never answered. So um, I thought, no mind, hey, you're busy. It is what it is. I get there, and I am in Seattle, Washington. I don't know if you have ever been to Seattle, Washington. Ooh. I have well, not always wanted to because of uh, I'm just Twilight. Saying, when you get off of the plane in SeaTac, it smells awesome in Seattle because there's nothing but trains, but it also rains a lot. Either way, I should have thought it as a sign. Because um, I get there and the BM2 comes downstairs and he he come up the deck and he come get me and he take me to the boat and make, you know, a little flying or whatever. And um, he's like, listen, um, I don't know what you think this is or what you thought this was going to be, but I don't have time to run after little niggas like you. And in that moment, I mm. had to wake the fuck up. Because we deployed a few few days later. And in that moment I had to realize because now I'm 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 waking up. It's only five other motherfuckers on this boat that look like me. There's a crew of 175 mm-hmm. people on this boat, and they are it's me plus four that look like me. I'm not even counting the Hawaiian chick. She count, so, but I understand. Come on. As I'm waking up, like you, you, you can literally see the gears turning in my head. But I'm like Keith in this moment. The only ish difference is, is I am somewhere in the Bering Sea in December, and I'm too busy puking up my guts Oof. than to be worried about being woke. I see what's happening, but I'm too sick to deal with it. Either way, that's not the point. The point is, is that. That's when I, that was my woke moment. I had to wake the fuck up and it's not a game. So, uh, it's not. I didn't know if you experienced like something like that. Oh, the first time I had that experience, I was 12. We had just moved back on the West Side. And and um, I went to summer camp. I think I was, I don't think I was 12. I think it was 10. I think I was 10 and my brother was 12. And we went to the summer camp at the park district. Now, where we was at, it was a large Latin area. And it wasn't a lot of people that looked like me in that area. And it may have been me and one, maybe two other black kids that went to this particular day camp. My brother didn't want to go, but he would mm-hmm. walk me there and then come back and get me and walk me home. Towards the end of the program, and the program is for the summer, so it was like eight weeks or something. I made a friend, me and the girl, we would swim together and everything. And one day, the little girl didn't have a swim cap. Well, I usually had two. I had a thick one that was like a Speedo and then one that was a little looser than that that I would put Black on because I didn't want to get my hair wet. Black in, back in trouble. And so I gave her my white one 
so she wouldn't get her hair wet because you know she was a little white girl. She had a lot of hair. So the speedo one it would took it would have took too long. It was took too long. And I learned in the weeks that we were trying to learn how to swim that the speedo one kept me from okay. getting my hair wet. I didn't really need to wear it too. I was just paranoid. Her mother is one of the camp counselors or whatever. We get undressed, we go through the rest of the day, and I'm getting ready to go home. Now I don't know how many of y'all grew up black. But I ain't no way I could come home and tell my mama that some white girl got my no, swim cap. Not that would not have gone over well. <clears throat> so I go to the little girl and I was like, hey, I need my swim cap. And she was like, oh, I accidentally gave it to my mom. And so we go to her mother and she goes, mom, I need that swim cap. It's hers. And her mother turns around and looks at me and was like, no, these, this is mine. I'm like, well, no, no, it's mine. I let her use it while we were swimming because she said she left hers at home. And the woman said, I don't know what makes you think that you <sighs> people can take whatever yep, you want. It is. I'm like, you people. There it is. <laughs> and then said, I'm not giving that nigga shit. <clears throat> Ooh. That one almost took me. Mm. I'm 10. Jesus. And even at 10, <laughs> I got my fucking swim cap. <laughs> and I went home and I told my mama what that woman said to me. I knew it. It's and the very queen. next day, yeah. My it's mama made a trip to summer camp. <laughs> and needless to say, and look, this is like the last day of camp. I don't know what she said. That lady who had Not been like a counselor again. at that particular site for like 10 years, not never again. Not after my mama got done with her. Then she went oh, and tried yeah. to become a Thanks crossing guard. Down, down. Still in the same neighborhood, and I was walking to get on the bus, and she had said to one of the other crossing guards, "That's that nigga that cost my you just don't lie. my job." They they went and told their supervisor she couldn't be a uh, crossing guard no more. The next job she got was at the Walgreens around the corner from my house, and I would go up there and buy stuff <laughs> just because I liked fucking with her. Because I'm the nigga that causes her to lose all of her jobs. Patty, and I caused Patty. her to lose that one too. She called me. She called me a bitch. I'm like, hmm. I got to performing, crying, and acting about and talked about our history of her being mean to me. She's called me a nigger. She's done this. This lady has it out. By the time I got done, she can't work at the park district. She can't work for CPS because she can't be no cross guard. She can't work for Walgreens and Damn. she moved out the neighborhood and had her whole Good life and lived you. there. I saw her again like two or three years ago. And th mm -hmm. this time she just smiled and I'm kept sure on you've walking. learned your lesson. Okay. Because now I'm grown and, and you hell, can get these hands. At this point, I'm, I'm looking bitch. for any kind of human interaction. <laughs> I am. I'm so desperate for people. Like I have developed an inappropriate relationship with my cat. He is 
he was already attached. Oh, the attached has gone to the next level. If they ever fix this Rona stuff and let us yeah. go outside again, he's going to be clinically depressed. I'm going to need a cat therapist. Yeah, because it's, it's going to be bad. It's gonna, yeah, he's gonna have huge. He's gonna have a hard anxiety. time with separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get one of them things, one of them little pet things where they oh, press the button and they call the mommy out. at work. I'm gonna know. have to get one of those. All right, y'all, we're gonna let y'all go. Um, go ahead and drop your shit, shit sis. And this is it another episode of Reality the Pod. I am your girl, Dr. Shady Shay. All day, Shay, all day. I stay Shay. I'm Shay for life. You can find me on both reality on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me directly as Dr. Shady Shay on Twitter, Insta, Snap. Why do you keep saying (laughs) Shmuel? Because it sounds better that way. It's Smule. She don't. I'm Shay, so it's Smule. Um, you can find me uh, Trash Can Tam on all social media platforms at Trash Can Tam, um, or wherever the stalk, wherever you stalk your exes. Shout out to Jade Next Thing. Um, you can also find me in the emails at real i t e a d a p o d at gmail dot com. Um. If you guys have any questions, comments, and or suggestions, feel free to hit us up there. Um, I don't have nothing else. I don't know if she got anything else. Um, but do something about Brianna Taylor Killers because I'm sick of saying that shit. And we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>